Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Confessions of Christmas Past, Part 2. If you haven't listened to Part 1 yet, I'd recommend going back and doing so. This episode won't really make a lot of sense otherwise. Somehow, I made it through Christmas. I needed to turn myself into a bit of a pathological liar to do so, but that wasn't really my fault. I was too shocked when Lana had shown me the photo to say anything in the moment, and I couldn't exactly announce it when we got to Bree's parents' house in North Van. What was I supposed to say? Thanks so much for having me for the holidays, everyone. Oh, and by the way, I'm the one who kissed Pickled Onion last night. I'd feebly tried faking sick again to see if this might inspire them to try to get rid of me, but instead of packing me in the car, Veronica and Bob had rushed to the grocery store to get me herbal tea, ginger ale, and cold medicine, while Gemma had burned eucalyptus and peppermint essential oils in every room to help clear my sinuses. They were all so painfully nice that I had to feign a miraculous recovery the next day just to reduce some of the guilt I was feeling for lying to all of them again. At that point, I decided I would just have to try to make it through Christmas. Except, the more time I spent with Gemma, Lana, and Bree, the more I selfishly considered never telling them at all. They were so much fun to be around, and they accepted me into their group so readily. If I never told them what happened, I knew these were the types of friends I'd have for life. But how could I lie to people who had been so good to me? So I promised myself I'd tell them once Christmas was over and we were back at Vanier. But we'd been back for three days now, and I still hadn't done it. I knew I was avoiding it. And I needed to tell them soon, but I couldn't tell them tonight because it was New Year's Eve and we were going to a party. But I would tell them. I just needed to find the right moment. Gemma, Lana, Bree, and I hopped off the bus and onto the bright, slushy corner of Broadway and U. It had continued to snow for several days after Christmas, but today that snow had turned to rain. Cascades of runoff reflected the bright streets above as they whooshed into the gutters. We looked at Lana expectantly. Does anyone see a sign for a place called Carmen's? She asked, texting furiously. Um... Bree pointed straight ahead to a somewhat dingy, unremarkable-looking building. Oh, yeah, I think the bar's in the back, Lana said. Now, remember, let me do the talking. We followed her lead. 
None of us were 19 yet, which meant that we weren't technically supposed to be going to a bar for New Year's Eve, but Lana had told us not to worry because she had a friend on the ski team, which was hosting the event. We heard music thumping as we walked down a dark hallway. I exchanged a nervous look with Bree, but then a guy's voice called, Lana! We looked up to see what must have been the bouncer, beaming at us from the dark entrance at the foot of some stairs. Hey, Joe, Lana smiled, flirtatiously giving him a hug. I gotta see your IDs, he said, holding on to her a little too long. But, Lana began, relax, he muttered out of the corner of his mouth. It's just for the security cameras. We all shakily pulled out our IDs. He read each one carefully, then unfastened the piece of velvet rope blocking off the staircase. Have fun, he grinned, as Lana kissed him on the cheek. You do know that guy likes you, right, Lana? Bree hissed as we hung up our wet coats and climbed the stairs. Joe? No, he's just like that. He's been doing stuff like this for me since high school. I bet he has. Gemma said under her breath as we turned a corner onto a large dance floor. Shots? I asked, gesturing to the bar. We made our way to it and Brie ordered four shots of tequila from a very attractive British bartender. Cheers to actually being able to drink at a party for once, Lana said. Seriously, I can't wait till we're all 19, Gemma said as we all drained our shots. Four porn stars on a shot ski? the cute British bartender announced, balancing four colorful shots on a ski. No one claimed them. He glared at a large group of frat bros who were crowded around a group of sorority girls who had just entered the bar. Hello, Kappa, something or other? Do you want your shots or not? Chill out, dude, we're trying to chat with these hot girls, one of the frat bros called back dismissively. Oh, what was that? Give them to the hot girls? If you say so, the bartender said, handing the shot ski to Brie. Oh, I don't think we should, Brie began, but she was overruled by Gemma, Lana, and I, who tipped the shot ski automatically, leaving her no choice but to drink the porn star or have it spill all over the front of her sparkly new dress. Hey, what the hell? I paid for those. A tall, extremely attractive guy, who looked kind of like Ashton Kutcher, came running over angrily. Yes, thank you, Gemma smiled at him. The frown on his face melted and was instantly replaced with a dazzling smile. Oh, it was my pleasure, he said, holding out his hand to Gemma. I'm Austin, by the way. Gemma was about to shake it when another frat guy burst between them, shouting, Austin, dude, Dean's so wasted. He just made out with Jiggly Jennifer. Excuse me, Gemma demanded. Jiggly Jennifer? What's that supposed to mean? It's what we call this girl Jennifer because she's fat, the friend started to explain. Austin tried to cover his friend's face before he could say any more, but Gemma wasn't fooled. You're both disgusting, Gemma spat turning her back on them. What's disgusting? Lana asked. Those two, Gemma said. Didn't you hear what they said? No, I was trying to flirt with James. Who's James? 
the hot bartender who gave us the free shots, Lana explained. But I had to give up. He's clearly into Bree. Gemma and I looked over at Bree and the bartender, who were leaning toward one another with stars in their eyes. Brooklyn! A shrill voice called. I cringed as I saw Abby and Amber pushing through the crowd. Oh, hey, Abby. Hey, Amber. I waved. What are they doing here? Lana hissed in my ear. This is supposed to be a 19-plus party. It looks like you're not the only one who's gotten in with the bouncer, Lana. Gemma sighed as Abby and Amber joined us at the bar. What are you doing here, Brooklyn? Abby demanded. Um, well... And why haven't you replied to any of my texts? Because... I... I was tongue-tied. I looked at Gemma and Lana helplessly. She's here because it's a party, Lana said. And she hasn't responded to your texts because you're a terrible, buck-stabbing friend. Excuse me, Abby said. Abby, I know what you and Chase did, I said. Abby blinked, looking utterly stunned for a moment, and then she recovered herself. Oh, you mean at the Christmas party? That was nothing, Brooklyn. So you didn't go home with him? Oh, well, I mean, we went home together, but like nothing happened. I saw you guys kissing, Abby. Okay, fine. I messed up. We hooked up. But Brooklyn, are you really going to be one of those girls that lets a guy ruin a friendship? I hesitated, thinking of Lana. Well, good. Let's celebrate, Abby said, ordering shots from another member of the ski team who was helping out behind the bar so that James could continue to chat with Bree. Gemma and Lana frowned at me from behind Abby's back. Are you okay? Gemma mouthed. I shook my head. Abby handed me a shot, completely ignoring both Gemma and Lana, and shouted, To feminism! She drank, but I didn't. Why aren't you drinking? Because we're not friends anymore, I said, pushing the shot toward her. Ugh, Brooklyn, seriously over a dude? A guy didn't ruin our friendship. I stammered. What? Abby shouted, cupping her hand over her ear to hear me. She said that a guy didn't ruin your friendship. You did, Gemma shouted. Who the hell even are you? Abby scoffed. We're her actual friends, Lana said, taking my hand, and she, Gemma, and I ran off onto the dance floor. The guy who'd been DJing was replaced by another member of the ski team who had much better taste in music. And for a long time, Gemma, Lana, and I danced together. I'm gonna go find Bree, Lana shouted after a while. She has most of my cash in her purse. Gemma and I nodded, vaguely saying that we'd meet them by the bar in a little bit, and continued dancing.
After a little while, Gemma shouted in my ear, I have to pee. Same, I realized, and we made our way to the washroom. Cheers to feminism? Gemma shook her head angrily, coming out of the stall to wash her hands. That Abby girl was too much. Yeah, I said. The way Gemma and Lana had stood up for me had been amazing, but it also made me feel even more guilty about not telling them what I knew about pickled onion. What's wrong? Gemma asked, looking at me suspiciously through the cracked mirror. Nothing, I lied. Oh, it's definitely something. Come on, tell me, Brooklyn, she said eagerly. I can keep a secret. Trust me, you don't want to know this one. Now I need to know. If I tell you, it'll put you in a weird position. I'm fine with weird positions. I love weird positions, actually. Tell me, tell me. You're sure? One hundred percent. Okay. You know how Pickled Onion made out with another girl at the Christmas party? Yeah. Well, I said, gesturing to myself. Gemma backed away. Oh no. Oh no. I didn't know he had a girlfriend. I didn't know any of you guys when it happened. But no. There were tons of guys at that party. It can't have been the same one. It definitely was. I recognized him when Lana showed Bree's mom a picture of him. You mean when we were on our way to Bree's? Like a week and a half ago? Yeah. Why didn't you tell us? Because we'd only just met. I didn't know how you guys would react. Oh, that's fair, Gemma conceded. But why not tell us when we got back? I... I don't know. It's been hard to find the right moment. Oh, why did you tell me this, Brooklyn? You asked me to. But I thought you were going to confess to having a crush on Bree's hot brother or something, not this. You think Bree's brother is hot? That's besides the point, Brooklyn. What are we going to do about Lana? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I don't know. Oh, why? Why? Why would you say something, Brooklyn? Do you think she's going to hate me for it? Gemma considered. Lana? Hardly ever gets mad about anything. It's quite impressive, actually. She's a live and let live type of person. Really? 
She seems pretty pissed at Pickled Onion. Yeah, that's the angriest I've ever seen her, actually. Great. But, like you say, you didn't technically do anything wrong. I think Lana will see that eventually. Really? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think how I'd react if it were me. On the one hand, I'd know in my head that she didn't do anything wrong, but on the other, it's just weird. I hate this. I really like you guys. We really like you too. Why does Pickled Onion have to ruin everything? I guess I'll just tell Lana tomorrow, and I totally understand if it's too weird to be friends anymore. Gemma bit her lip, looking miserable. Unless, she said slowly, her eyes growing very round. Unless what? Well, if it were me, I think I'd rather not know. What are you saying? Well, you didn't do anything wrong, and none of this is actually an issue if no one knows. But we do know. Yes, but what if we just forget about it? I mean, I know you're a good friend, Brooklyn. I don't really want to risk losing you over some awkward... Gemma broke off at the sound of a loud clatter. The stall door furthest from us had just been thrown open, and out of it came Lana. Oh, no, Gemma breathed. Lana stomped toward the sink to wash her hands. Any chance you didn't hear that, Lana? Gemma asked, with a lame attempt at a nervous laugh. Lana glared at her, wiped her hands on a paper towel, shredded it with unnecessary force, and marched out of the bathroom without another word. Wait, Lana! Gemma cried, rushing after her. Feeling queasy, I followed them back to the bar. Bree, looking blissfully happy, cut between myself, Gemma, and Lana as she gave me a wide-armed hug. James appeared to have been reprimanded by his fellow ski team members for talking to Bree too much and was back behind the bar pouring drinks, although he and Bree were still grinning at each other anytime he got a free moment. Brooklyn, I think I've met the one, Bree swooned. I smiled at her, trying to make out what Gemma and Lana were saying, but it was impossible. Even though they were just on the other side of Bree, the music was too loud to hear them. Judging from Lana's violent hand gestures, though, the conversation wasn't going well. What's going on? Bree asked. Figuring that I couldn't possibly make things worse than they already were, I told her. Oh... It'll be fine, Brooklyn, Bree said dreamily, patting me on the back. Lana loves you, and you love Lana, and everyone just needs more love. I wondered how many free shots she'd received while we'd been gone. She was acting so relaxed. It was very much out of character. But then, to be fair, I'd never seen Bree drunk before. Maybe she always got this way after a few shots. I just don't want to lose you guys as friends, I said. Oh, don't worry, Bree said distractedly. James came back over and engrossed her in conversation. I was about to try to head over to Gemma and Lana when a pair of hands snaked their way around my waist. I looked back, confused, to see Chase, the stupid douchebag jock who had hooked up with Abby behind my back, 
smiling seductively behind me. Very sexy, he said. I pushed his arm off of me. What's wrong? Seriously, Chase? He frowned. Oh, yeah. Sorry I haven't texted you recently. Things got crazy at home during the holidays. I glared at him. I see. Want to go dance? What I wanted was to punch him. No. Why not? Please, just go away, Chase. Are you breaking up with me? I wasn't aware we were still together. What? I saw you go home with Abby at the Christmas party. Oh, he said, comprehension dawning across his stupid face. That's why you're mad. Yes, we're done. Now please, fuck off. Jesus, there's no need to be a bitch about it, he said. I opened my mouth to shout at him, but closed it as I saw Gemma pulling Lana back toward us. I know you can sort this out if you two just talk about it, Gemma said. Well, hello, Chase leered, looking Lana up and down. Hi, Lana frowned at him. Forgive me for being so forward, but you're absolutely stunning. Um, thanks? I'm Chase, by the way. He held out his hand, practically elbowing me out of the conversation. Wait, Chase? Lana looked at me. I looked at my shoes. My cheeks flushed. Yes, Chase. He leaned in closer to shout in her ear, apparently under the impression that she couldn't hear him over the loud music. I got it, she said, pushing him away. Can I buy you a drink? He asked. Lana blinked. Can you buy me a drink? Can you buy me a drink? Chase took a step back. Sorry for trying to do something nice. Nice? Lana shrieked so loudly that several people looked over in alarm. Is it nice to hook up with the girl you're dating's best friend? Is it nice to then hit on another girl right in front of her? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with men? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Chase stammered, backing away into the crowd. Of course you don't know. You never know. It's always us, isn't it? Chase turned and ran into the men's bathroom. What an asshole, Gemma said. Should we egg his house? He lives in the same building as me, I pointed out. Oh, Gemma's face fell. I've always wanted to do that, but oh well, that was incredible, Lana. I'm still mad at you, Lana said, taking deep, steadying breaths. One minute to midnight, someone called over the crowd. Gemma looked at Lana with large, pleading eyes. But it's almost the new year. Lana scowled at her, but the corners of her mouth twitched. Gemma seized the opportunity and pulled Lana and I into a hug. I'm so sorry, Lana. Me too, I said. Lana still looked unhappy. Come on, Lana, Gemma said. It's New Year's, and Brooklyn didn't know who Pickled Onion was. I'm not mad about that. I'm mad that you were planning on lying to me about it. 
Oh, Gemma said. That's fair. I'm sorry about that, too. You can't do that to me. Ever. I won't. And you know it wouldn't have worked anyway. I'm a terrible liar. Remember the time I ate all your ice cream by accident because I thought it was mine, but really I'd eaten all of mine already. And then I tried to lie about it. You never replace that, by the way. The moment we get home, I'll head to Chubbards and buy you ten tubs. Ten! Nine! Eight! The crowd cheered. So, can we bury the hatchet? Gemma asked, mischievously. If it was anyone else asking, I think Lana would have said no. But Gemma had that rare quality that some people have. It was impossible to stay mad at her, especially when she looked at you with her big blue eyes. Consider it buried, Lana grinned, pulling us close. Gemma and I cheered. Wait, where's Bree? Lana asked. Oh, wow, Gemma said, gesturing behind the bar. Bree and James had apparently run out of patience and were already making out passionately against a mop. Three, two, one, Happy New Year! The crowd exploded, and Gemma, Lana, and I danced in a jubilant group. Champagne, the captain of the ski team shouted across the bar. James shrugged and, without taking his lips off Bree, placed a bottle on the countertop. The captain opened it and poured glasses for us and the people around him. Is that champagne? Someone yelled. Oh no, it's pickled onion, Gemma groaned. He leaned across the bar, carefully positioning his body so that Lana had a clear view of the girl clinging to his arm. Sorry, we're all out, dude, the captain told him. There's some left in this one, Bree shouted, materializing a bottle from behind her back and handing it to Pickled Onion. We're out of glasses though, mate, sorry, James told him. Pickled Onion was unperturbed and held the bottle to his lips. It exploded, soaking his entire body. Ew! The girl he was with squealed, shaking the liquid off herself and rejoining her friends on the other side of the bar. Oh no, Lana said sarcastically. Pickled Onion looked at her, then at me, went pink, and rushed through the crowd. People shouted, Ew! Get away! And, Dude, why are you all wet? That was my favorite part of the night. Lana sighed hours later as she, Gemma, Bree, and I sat bundled up next to each other on the cliffs behind Vanier. We had made mimosas with what was left of the champagne and a bottle of orange juice Gemma had grabbed from their room. I dunno, you shouting a chase was pretty good as well, Gemma grinned. Why did the champagne explode on pickled onions so violently though? I asked. I mean, I know it does that if you try to drink it from the bottle, but... Because I shook it, Bree smirked. You what? The three of us gaped at her. James and I were planning to sneak that bottle for ourselves, but when Pickled Onion came over and started demanding champagne, I decided to shake it behind my back and give it to him instead. Lana nearly fell off the cliff. She was laughing so hard. Was James in on it too? I asked, because he said there were no glasses or something. I mean, 
I didn't tell him anything, but he saw me shake the bottle, so I think he kind of knew. Oh, I like him, Lana beamed. James is a keeper for sure, Gemma said. Chase and Pickled Onion, on the other hand, not so much. I laughed, refilled our mimosas, and we cheered as the orange sun began to rise, casting a golden glow over the frozen mountains. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and thanks for listening to part two of Confessions of Christmas Past. Season four is already in the works. Make sure you're following the show so that you can be the first to know when it comes out. If you enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate it if you could tell your friends, give it five stars on Apple Podcasts, and write a review. You can also follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. Confessions of a New Grad is written, narrated, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Rebecca Montgomery does cover and episode artwork, as well as editing the scripts. Special thanks to all the musicians who allowed us to use their songs in the show. You can find the soundtrack in the episode description. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.